0: bourbon brothers podcast right yep and uh this is episode number four we are cranking them out week by week i am with my partner the supplement engineer himself robert shanetsky i'm supplements new justin hall here we are to talk about all things awesome which includes bourbon and supplements and training so here we go and that looks like that is a, a strong Bourbon, right there. F proof
1: is no joke. Yeah, buddy. How how are we doing, my friend? It's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, yeah, I figured I would I would bring over some of my recent store hauls from uh, for today's podcast just in case. Because it remind me. So I picked up a couple of bottles on Friday of last week after we talked, and I mm-hmm. haven't cracked them open yet because I just kind of like put them down in the cabinet. And so I got to remember, mm-hmm. like, hey, what did I actually pick up last week? Because there were some other ones that I hadn't tried yet last week. And so. I finally tried the full proof last night for the first time um, and anytime like this is just like a good general housekeeping tip for people that like to try bourbon. If you're going to jump into something that's 120 proof like this, this 1792 full proof is, I think that's what it is. Yeah. 125 proof. Yeah. You're going to jump into something that warm your palate up a little bit. Do do like a 90 9500 proof thing like some Evan Williams Baldwin and Bond, Buffalo Trace, Larceny, Knob Creek, something like that. So do a little bit of that you don't have to do a full pour but at least do something to kind of get the, the taste buds so it doesn't taste like lighter fluid right when you taste the uh mm-hmm. the intensity but even man. for people yeah even for people
0: that are uh, experienced with it and stuff like that yeah. i know that first taste can really set the tone uh, for the whole the whole process
1: yeah man but i uh i thoroughly enjoyed my first uh outing with the full proof so that's Good. gonna be uh and I just, I love the bottle, too. Like, this is something, if you mm-hmm. if there was a way to strip the, the writing of it off or something afterwards, like, this could be, like, an infinity bottle or something for you. Yeah. Or just something like a decanter that you could use for something else. Because it's just yep. it's a sexy-looking bottle.
0: I agree. And, like I said, we um, we got to try the sweet wheat, wheat two weekends ago. And, yep. uh, man, I tell you what, between last weekend, mm-hmm. meaning two weekends ago, and then this past weekend, uh, my... <laughs> My bourbon, A, the consumption has been a little bit out of hand. But what I've been drinking, dude, I told you about we had the we had the Blanton's Gold, we had regular Blanton's, we had all this mm-hmm. crazy, like, rare, expensive stuff. So then this past weekend, I went up to the Bullfrog event. Yeah, um, I was that? Up in Columbus. So uh, besides the event, there were some people, like, in the uh, – private Facebook group that had been there for like years, um, that live in the area too. So actually the Friday night when I got there, I went to stay with Nate, um, him and his girlfriend. Um, we went over to his place and he's a big bourbon guy, big. And, uh, we started off the first thing we drank. I've known him for years and never actually met him. Right. So he was like one of the first people that were in the group, one of our biggest supporters. So it was really good to, to meet him finally. And the first thing we drank was Johnny Walker blue. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a Scotch drinker. It's hard for me. I, it's been hard for me to find. They're they're too smoky for me. They're too like, they they taste like smoky dirt. You know, kind of.
1: Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan either.
0: Yeah, but uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Have you had Johnny Walker Blue?
1: I've had it one time. It was a I was the, so uh, the groomsman, or the, I was the best man for one of my fraternity brothers when he was getting married, mm. and uh, yeah, it, it was is uh, so good. Yeah. 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 And so I guess for the people out there, we should probably give them a little bit of like a perspective. So the hierarchy yeah. of Johnny Walker, what it's black, red, green, and blue.
0: Uh, I'm not 100% sure. That sounds right. Like that. I, I, from my understanding, I think so too. Blue is, is the top of the heap.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not a cheap one. There's a, there was a bottle in the, uh, when I went and did this, picked up these few bottles last Friday they have like the the specialty and select whiskeys all in this case, mm. and the blue bottle was in there. Um, yes, it was hundred Yeah, the red, black, green, gold label reserve, and then the blue. It says, "The mm. blue label is a masterpiece scotch with powerful aromas and balanced hints of sweetness and depth. There is nothing like it. Your first sip will reveal an explosion of flavor. The layers of flavors develop slowly and continue throughout the ultimate step." This is not for whiskey beginners. It is a challenging whiskey, which features an acquired taste. Each bottle is unique and gives complex, powerful notes. Let's see if I can find an MSRP on this bad boy.
0: I think the cheapest I've ever seen is like
1: 160 or 170 bucks, but usually it's like a couple hundred because it's hard to find. Yeah, uh, at Total Wine, which is the one of the big box liquor stores next to us, it is $220. Mm yeah go. I
0: saw I saw it you know what I saw it one day for like I think it was like 175, but of course it was not available at that price. So of course. it's just kind of one of those things. So anyway, we started off with that and it's phenomenal. And then the next few were uh, Weller. We, we went down the Buffalo Trace thing again. We had Weller, um, both the antique and the SR. and then we had E.H Taylor. We had Eagle Rare. We had Blanton's. <laughs> Dude, it was uh, like the most. And then tying that in with what we did the weekend before, it has been,
1: I have been one spoiled SOB when it comes to okay. drinking bourbon. With the pours, are we talking like a, a like a normal pour you get at like a bar or something? Are y'all doing like smaller pours since you're doing like a whole bunch of them? Or are y'all going like, ah, fuck it. We know what's going on. It's, it's going to be a solid like ounce and a half to two ounce pour
0: we you know you kind of start off like trying to do it <laughs> like with yeah. some kind of some kind of class <laughs> you know, yep. where you're like oh we'll just and then you know eventually it just you know becomes a total shit show but we were we were there like we started drinking at probably like six o'clock at night and next thing i was like three thirty in the morning and we we're still going <laughs> so it was just um it was a lot of fun though. You know, it was just uh, the the weekend before we had a lot of people come in town. Some people we'd never actually met, but had known for a long time. And then mm-hmm. this past weekend was the same kind of deal where um, I went to the bullfrog event. I didn't get there. The event was from ten to four, and I mm-hmm. literally got I got there like quarter after three, like in the yeah. afternoon, just because um, we had to we were hanging out with them in the morning and then we had to check into our hotel and it took forever to get checked into our hotel. And by the time, by the time we did, um, we said it was kind of late, uh, yeah. over there. but we, you've had Paul on the, sh- on your show,
1: right? Yeah. He's been on twice, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Paul's a good dude. You know, he's always been a really big supporter of us and finally got a chance to meet him, you know, after a couple of years. But, um, it was funny. There was so many great people there. Like, i couldn't even like i went to the event and i went to go inside i couldn't even get inside because like the first people i saw were the guys from core and mark blazer i hadn't seen mark in a while so we just got to yeah. talking and jay cutler was out there and then um matt lane i don't know if you know matt lane he's um house of gains guy he, yeah yeah uh, yeah he's he's uh, that was the first time i got to meet him mm-hmm. so eventually i got inside john meadows was in there gorilla chemist i had never met gorilla chemist got talk with him for a little bit. Um, So it was really cool, man. There was actually a funny story from, it. you know, you've you've had John on here also. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. I want to get him back on for either be his third or fourth time. I don't know. He's one of those people. It's like you you bring up somebody like Chris Waldron, like just one of those people, like, is the second you see him, you just feel like you're right at home and it's just like the, the most laid back conversation just with awesome people kind of like the first time you and i had ever talked we didn't even know each other but like you just you immediately just slide into this really comfortable conversation that's how i feel every time i see john meadows he's just yeah, awesome
0: it, it was um i totally agree because um first of all thank you I, I like that
2: yeah
0: actually we had we did a podcast with chris last night I had a funny i'll actually talk about that because you'll appreciate one of the things i said on the podcast um you'll like that i'll get to that though yeah but so you know john was there and it was like you know like john and i hung out all the time just the conversation and so he says to me we started talking about oh because Kristen was there so everybody was asking her about her like those supplement recipes she's doing like the cooking and baking and stuff like that so she got to talking to john and he's like have you ever tried we were talking about the salted caramel protein which is his salted caramel protein
1: is phenomenal. The I've heard one. good things. I've heard it, it. I haven't it, tried it, but I've heard all is things about it. So good.
0: So he's like, "Well, have you tried the peanut butter one?" And I said, "You know, I I said I haven't. I've heard good things." And he's like, "Oh, he's like, "Well, we'll, we'll you know, we'll fix that." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, so we just we just get to yeah. talking and a little, a little bit later he comes back over. And he's got two bags of protein, and he hands them to me. It was a peanut butter, it was a peanut butter one and a chocolate one, and I was like,
2: hey,
0: "It's good to be me," you know, kind of thing. But so I was like, "Well, that's that's awesome enough." As is mm-hmm. it, right? So uh, the next day, I was talking to Paul, and I said it was really cool. I said John, um, you know, gave me some protein to try. I was really excited about mm-hmm. about it. And he's like, "Is that why he?" He's like, "I was wondering why he's." because Paul was up at the desk like checking yeah. people out. He said John came over and bought he pulled two bags of protein, he pulled two bags of protein off of the shelf and paid for them. His own his own protein he paid for them wow. and then came over and gave them to
1: me. Just awesome like, amazing human I'm being. Like,
0: I'm like that is just like legendary status right there. Like how can you how can you not love that?
1: Yeah, supporting the local businesses. I mean, even Paul's a friend. So Paul would probably just say, hey, take it, John. We got plenty of stock back here, even though like right. him and John train together all the time. They've known each other for years. But I mean, just the fact that John's saying, hey, you, I respect your business, what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's my own product and I sold it to you initially. I'm going to pay for it again. It just, yeah. Just yeah, hey, awesome. whoever
0: bought it. and was just, uh, that it. that just kind of like, I don't know. And I thought that was a cool story. But so I talked to Glazer a lot. Mm-hmm. Um we were talking about unbound we were talking about some proteins and stuff like that some new to buy proteins but it was cool to get caught up with mark you know i he, sometimes like he's such a smart guy he knows so much about the industry and i yep. uh, to be able to get caught back up with him was really cool for sure
1: yeah yeah they got some more cool things like i know the the unbound line has been out for what almost two months now i think yeah maybe a little yeah, over that um, i know there's some other stuff in the works uh that's supposed to be brewing so uh, need to get ramping up on that, or see like get see what other details are coming out from him as far as that goes and, and whatnot. Because I know he just had a story on Stack not too long ago, teasing something about 3D pump breakthrough in, in a new potential pre-workout formula.
0: Uh, have you tried that ingredient?
1: I have, um, and I spoke to Bruce Neller about it too. So I had him on the show to talk about it. Picked his brain all over it, and so I mean, you you know what it basically is. So it's like mm-hmm. three grams of citrulline, two grams of glycerol, and a gram of the amla fruit or the Indian gooseberry, capris, capros, all kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which in the patent application, that's what they actually use. Is they I think they actually sourced the the gooseberry extract from the capro supplier. I think if I read mm-hmm. it correctly. Yeah, I um,
0: think that's I think that's right.
1: Yeah. My thing is, uh, and I know I've seen the costs on it because I've talked to a few brand owners that have used it. And I think it is very expensive. To where, if you just bought three grams of citrulline by itself, you bought, you put in hydromax and you put in, you know, a gram of pomegranate extract or something like that, it would still be cheaper than I think buying the the whole complex of the the 3D pump breakthrough. So, it, is it is it an effective ingredient? Yes, because we know three grams of citrulline is an effective thing. We know that glycerol. I'm not a huge thinker. I'm like because if you look at the research of it, you need like half a gram to one gram of glycerol per kilogram of body weight. And so, is three grams of glycerol really give you? I mean, at that yeah. point, you're getting, you know, yeah. 1.6, 1.7 grams of it. So, yeah. plus, it clumping, Yeah, clumping issues and all of that other stuff. Um, and we know the polyphenol route works because we've got Vaso 6, we've got pomegranate, we've got grapeseed extract,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Fitnox, we've got all these other polyphenol rich things, CitraPeak, if you want to go even down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think. 3D pump breakthrough is a is a solid ingredient. The ingredients in there work. Is it worth the cost? And do I think it's more effective than dosing a comparable amount of citrulline, betaine, or taurine, and some grapeseed or vaso-6? No, I don't think it's superior to it in that shape or form. I think it's just kind of, it's a new flavor on the same stuff we've seen before.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, we were actually just talking to Chris about this uh, last night. He, he mentioned about gravitating away from um the patented or trademark ingredients specifically for that reason he's one of the ones that's going to be using um 3d pump and that's mm-hmm. uh actually ties into what some companies so um dr lopez he's in the group he's a big supporter of ours great guy i, I don't know bruce i've never talked to bruce but they're like in that together right so they're mm-hmm. um he sent me some 3d pump to try like it was like last summer yeah and i used it liked it obviously like you said it's an, it's an effective combination even though i'm not a fan of glycerol either it's just not not exactly what you said you, you it seems like you need a lot of it and the liquid form seems to be a better option because you can get much more of it but correct anyway um it definitely works 100 percent and you mm-hmm. get like this really like cool feel from it um but i know like some brands that i talked to passed on it for exactly that reason a they didn't want the glycerol aspect to it or two, they just figured, they're like, why don't I just use some citrulline and some polyphenols, since that's what they wanted. But you do get to use the um, the claims and you get to use the fancy marketing and stuff like that. And it's not it's not that it's like, uh, you know, phony or anything like that. that. That's that's part of the deal is to be able to show some validity and things like that when it comes to customers. But um it definitely works. No doubt about it. But like you said, if you're, if you're a Mm -hmm. formulator, then that kind of changes things. If you're going to put it into your product and you're looking at margins, is that we always talk about like, is there a balance there when it comes to trademark ingredients or like, um, uh, like where is that balance at where you're trying to make sure that people feel comfortable when they see the label and it looks good, Mm -hmm. but is it worth it when it comes to like performance? Do you sort of, Like, I think because that's kind of what Chris was sort of talking about. He's like, we pick and choose now when we want to push forward with a more expensive ingredient than maybe we need to. Um, Depending. And I think a big part of the 3D pump was being like one of the first companies to use it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're going to get some traction just because no one else is currently using. I think he he planned on being the first one. But now he's um, backed up just like everybody else. So yeah. I agree. Cool, cool ingredient. Um, you know, it's nothing revolutionary at all, but it is cool.
1: Yeah, and I think it's definitely cool. And so I want to, I want to test the potency of just uh, caperosa, the gooseberry, amla fruit, whatever you want to call it, by itself. So I bought. So I get. I use. NutriCost. I buy NutriCost, like all the, the bulk ingredients off Amazon mm-hmm. from there. And they've got a thousand milligrams or 500 milligram capsules of Amla fruit extract. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming today or tomorrow. It should be arriving cool. with a few other things. So I'm going to run that because I've got mm-hmm. a giant bag of grapeseed extract. Um, I've had VASO6 capsules in the past. I need to buy mm-hmm. some more of those from either SNS or somebody else I can get them or see if I can mm-hmm. just buy them directly from uh, Nickerson if he if he can just give me some kind of like streamline like hey can you just like send me a kilo of that and I'll just pay you for it that way or something
0: yeah I'm excited for you to try the,
1: the cardio six cardio six yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's something else I'm looking for but I'm, I'm yeah. very curious to see how the amla fruit stacks up if I keep everything else the same adding that to it is is there any kind of potentiation is there a noticeable difference in pumps mm-hmm. performance vasodilation vascularity um, from the grape seed versus that versus Vaso six or something like that, just to do some of the thing. Um, and you brought up a a good thing as far as the formulations, when you're working with, uh, the companies for the scale, your sub stuff, like you have input on the formulas there, you give them advice on how to scale their company and grow it and stuff. What is the approach you, I guess, try to instill in them? Like if they're saying, Hey, we've seen this new ingredient. Should we put it in there? What kind of advice do you give them when they're trying to grow their companies? As far as that goes, when it comes to, it It just, it doesn't have to be just 3d pump. It could be any of these new trademark ingredients we see. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. It ties into like what I was saying. Um, One thing that makes what we do different from like a marketing agency or things like that is say, say you bring on a marketing agency or social media, they're going to give you, you know, the ROI, is very like here's what we spent and then if you're running ads this is what we made in return but what that does not take accounting for is the entire picture right so the whole thing's a puzzle as you know when you formulate for a brand nope. e- if someone says you have an unlimited budget to make a product well that's that's easy for you to make a killer formula right it's like Correct. oh okay yeah. i just put it in whatever i want right. but now if one thing we do before we come up with the cost we want to hit first. We don't um, try to fit ingredients in and then then all of a sudden you go, oh shit, this is too expensive, this is too expensive. So um, we determine where the company's at Um, As you know too, some products you're you're more than willing to like lose money on if it means bringing people in. Sometimes, you know, that's why people do proteins. There's not a lot of money to be made in protein, but at the same time, it's good to have a protein. So anyway, we sort of like take things like big picture, like, okay, what are we gonna do with this product? What are we gonna do with this one? Where do we need to be price wise? And then you sort of build it from there. And then we kind of do the cost. Like every time I do put together a formula, every ingredient has its you know cost and reward to it and you kind of weigh the pros and cons then you sort of you know play that sort of game where you're trying to fit it into a budget that makes sense you know Mm -hmm. for the company it's it's never we try to make sure that there's never like an arbitrary number when people uh come up with a formula cost because then you have to build in the sales and the athlete codes and all the hidden costs that come with like this stuff. Cause as we know, yep. your formula might be 12 bucks, but next thing you know, you know, you're spending at the end of the day, it, it could cost you $20, you know, between all the things you sort of have to give out there. So anyway. Yeah, the adders and the, the for- bottles
1: and labels. Yeah, that's not even taken into account sometimes, the bottle, the labeling, the, the packaging shipping
0: and all that good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole like process involved and it goes even deeper, like I said, like, um are you direct to consumer what, what's you know sort of your distribution model for this type of product so um there's a lot more to it than just saying hey man here's can you make me a pump product sure i can of yeah. course it can but can i make you a pump product that makes sense for your company not only is effective depending on your target audience target audience i would say is probably like the number one thing that we have trouble with or people have trouble with because yeah. I think when when companies get started, a big mistake that they make is they they try to appeal to everyone, right? And that just doesn't work because you're really like it, people will say, "Well, we'll be like who's your target customer?" And they will be like, "Well, the the average gym goer." And it's like that's not <laughs> that's not what we mean. It's, really
1: it's basic, like,
0: yeah. Yeah, you need to be like very specific on who you're trying to talk to. That way you can have kind of a streamlined sort of focus because then if you're trying to appeal to everyone usually the the product ends up just being very like generalized and won't really land with anyone you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah a lot to it
1: yeah and this i think that's something the, the average consumer doesn't understand like you have all these multipliers that go in there like so that's something i always forget about too is the athlete codes when you're going into pricing these products just because that's that's mm-hmm. a, a segment that i haven't really been exposed to as much it's mostly been the writing, the research yeah. and like the formula stuff, the, the the business aspect of it is usually what the, the CEO or the, the CMO or whatever, like other owner or the COO is working on for the company. And those are the services y'all are providing, which I'm so glad there's other people out there that like doing that stuff because could come up with those kind of things. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like I
0: said, it's, um, it's all part of the, part of the process because as we, I'm a huge fan of having ambassadors uh, for the brand because they're, it takes it takes items off of your plate as a brand owner right. to promote the products and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a balance. Like everywhere, there's a lot of things sort of going on, and you can tell, you know, the companies that haven't thought it through because the big problem is once you once you put that product out there, it it that's kind of it. Like yeah, yeah you, That's why you see brands like like. Rebrand all the time and totally reformulate products because, you know, if you are trying to just basically, if you're a small brand, and you say I can make this really expensive formula, but I can undercut some of the big guys, and then you realize afterwards that that, that was a bad idea, then what are you going to do? You're going to raise the price of your product because in this space, Amazon it doesn't really matter when you do this because people don't pay attention much. But in this space, if you suddenly raise your prices, people get very upset. So it's like you better have that initial. I say pricing is one thing that I probably the biggest mistake that I see companies make when they get started is they don't price their products appropriately because mm-hmm. they they think it's a $15 formula. I can sell it for 50. That's a huge margin. Everything's great. Or they'll try and they go, well, maybe I'll try to sell it for 40. That's still a huge margin. Plus it's cheaper than my competition and when it all washes itself out you realize you kind of screwed yourself and then it's like now what do you do yeah
1: doing? yeah with a uh, center on the topic of ambassadors this is something i've talked about with robbie and and lucas and the other guys out on the final scoop before we've had this discussion time and time again i'm always curious for other people's thoughts ambassadors athletes bodybuilders are they worthwhile for a supplement brand if so you know, give the highlights for give, how does a company owner go about vetting quality ambassadors? Because somebody could go and sign up for Redcon's ambassador program and Gasparri's ambassador program and primeval's and Performaxes. And they could sign up for all of, so they can have an affiliate code for each of these brands. Is that, seem, is that disingenuous from the brand side of you? Like, hey, you've got all these other companies and you're supporting all of their other codes. But at the same time... What what should the brand owner really care? Because hey, as long as they've got my code and that's maybe leading to a sale one way or another. So I'm curious to get to get your input on just kind of the whole ambassador thing.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's tough too because if you look, so take two companies that I actually hate their ambassador setup, but probably mm-hmm. the two most successful ones, Redcon and Bucked Up. They they literally I don't know if Redcon's is still the same, but they would just give they would give their codes to everyone. And I think that that's shit to do that, but it is unbelievably effective. So it's like if I'm giving a company advice, it's like, well, uh, do you want to make a bunch of money with this, or do you want to? But at the same time, there is something um, people don't pay attention to this part of it because I think there's not a lot of FDA oversight, you know, with uh, supplement industry. It's usually only when there's adverse effects and stuff like that. But right. The more things change with the FDA, companies have to be very careful because it's not just what they say on their bottles and on their website. It's also what your ambassadors say, your athletes. Um, Those are the types of things. if If a company has an athlete and the athlete says something, a medical claim or something like that, technically, you know, they can get in trouble for that and but it just doesn't get enforced that much but that might be changing so it's kind of one of those like you need to have oversight with it i would always recommend companies to vet as much as possible because again you know you cast a wide net when it comes to ambassadors you might Mm get one out of a hundred that are really like fans of your brand and really like motivated to sort of help you out. I mean, yeah. the ambassadors are, are amazing for a company, but philosophically, I, I I would agree with, I know the same direction you would go. I would want to be, I would want to have a lot of oversight. Unfortunately, the examples in this industry, the really successful ones are ones that don't do that. So it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? What's, like?
1: Yeah. What's, what's the, I mean, what is, is your goal as a brand owner to? make the most money possible or be successful and be able to pay the bills but you know make sure you've got like this ironclad bond with all of your ambassadors and you you maintain you know uh your little tribe or that this overuses that term is these days tribe uh with everything yeah
0: because we see people um ghost is a good example chris you know talking to chris about this last night Mm -hmm. inspired uh, has a very it it seems like in any way a very like intensive or much more intensive than other companies uh ambassador program i know uh the guys at glaxon when they were um doing theirs i know that they put a lot of effort into making sure they vetted people that looking at people's social medias and stuff like that you know you want to make sure that your ambassadors are actually believe in the company that you you know that you do it's like jeff long is a good example he gets people all the time he doesn't take on a lot of ambassadors. And I remember like reading his questions, like the one day someone was like, well, how do I become an athlete for you? Or how do I become an ambassador? Mm-hmm. And he's like, start by using my fucking products. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, you not he said to one guy, he's like, you're not even a customer of mine. He's like, why would I, why would I want you on my team? You don't even use my products and you know, stuff like that. So everyone seems to have their own philosophy. I think that I personally prefer, obviously, those ambassadors should feel part of the team, and that's actually something that Prady and I work with people a lot in, is how do you, how do you get the most out of your ambassadors? Because uh, people come in as ambassadors to your company; they love your company. But at the same time, I think that people recognize it's your company,
2: mm-hmm. so
0: they're you know even ones with initiative are not going to want to like step on the company's toes. So I see a lot of companies make the mistake where. They get a bunch of ambassadors. There's a lot of potential there, but they don't—they don't give them anything to do,
2: yeah.
0: or they just tell them, uh, "Oh, let everyone know we're running a sale this week" and stuff like that. And that's not—that's not enough, especially anymore. I think that you know, with the way social media is, you can come up, you can have group chats with your ambassadors, you can get them involved, you can keep them aware of new products, you can have them sample the little stuff like that. Goes a long way with. How someone's going to be out there sort of you know helping promote your brand just by taking a few steps like that taking a little bit of time you that yeah. person is going to take so much off of your plate as a yeah. business owner and i think that that's what we're always we're always trying to get people to realize is how can you take stuff off of your plate so you can focus big picture you know kind of thing right excellent
1: brooks listening and lurking in the background pay me no mind <laughs> i also need your review on the ninja nootropic it's coming Brooke. i've run it uh twice so far i'd like to run it maybe three four five more times before uh giving my uh final thoughts on it but initial runs have been great i mean it's it's well dosed all around so and i'm a, I'm a nootropic fan mm-hmm. uh but that that'll be coming soon that'll be coming soon
0: yeah i think i, I think i'm like the only one that didn't get the ninja
1: stuff. have you uh, reached out to them yet did you did you send them okay well send them a message and they'll be they'll hook you up with a, a more than generous uh package both of yeah, the proteins they're... were good although I, d- I don't know if it's something maybe i'm more sensitive to or not but with collagen proteins i get like this meta- not metallic taste but some kind of like i don't know what it the, there's some kind of like back end taste i notice and their whey protein is a mixture of whey and collagen
2: mm-hmm. and when
1: sandy and i tried the obvi flavors of collagen i got that same kind of like Metallic, mm. minerally, i don't know what the hell. Nails—it it tastes like nails. I don't know. It, some weird kind of taste from it, but uh, mm. yeah, whatever. Do you, do you know, know what I'm mean. talking about, or can you describe yeah. the flavor that I'm talking okay.
0: about? Yeah, it's—it's. It's, I think that that, and because then it's like you have the the whole well, proteins are tested for heavy metals and stuff like that, but it still seems like sometimes you get that chemical or you know, metallic yeah. sort of aftertaste. And even though you know there's not metals in there. I mean it's supposed right. to be tested. But I know yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah. yeah. Um, I have not tried the ninja stuff. I don't know if Jacob Yeah. I can't I remember too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if they sent him stuff. Because you know, being a retail store, he gets packages from companies like, Hey, yep. try our stuff in case you want to bring it in or whatever. And I feel like he got some of
1: that, but I didn't
0: I can't remember. Yeah.
1: Gerhard, fitness informant. What's going on, Gerhard? How many hearts in a row can we get in the comments? Let's see if how many of those we can string together. It's gonna be like Tetris Attack from the Super Nintendo days. If you can line up all the hearts in a row, you can blast oh. Gerhard, are we
0: are we allowed to talk about your uh, what you got going <laughs> on? Your new your new venture.
1: Yeah, if if you can, Gerhard, say say yes or no in the comments and uh, we can uh, we can jump you into the chat or something. You can join us. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of fun. Oh, we got three, three more. I'm liking this. <laughs> All the love. Don't recall trying. that. Yeah.
0: I, uh, now that I say that, I don't think he did. Okay, cool. So Gerhard, he's uh, going to new live science. Do you know that? Did he tell I'm you
1: cardio right now? I did know that. Yes, it was, uh, but it was, it was, it was hush, hush. At, yes. until uh until we got the all clear so right that's fine
0: uh, i think that that yeah. that i would if i was going to work if i was going to work in this space 100 percent i would do something like that rather than work for like a brand or something like that because you know you you get to work with all brands when you're in a position like him and the ingredients are the cool part anyway so it's like yeah. uh, at least for me i know that a lot of people yeah, uh, will disagree with that but um you have more flexibility you're going to be up to date on a lot of like cool stuff they have going on um so I'm, I'm excited for him i think that that's a really good move for someone like him just from the conversations we've had
1: yeah i was talking to him last night actually uh some of their they've got some stuff in like the hair skin nail joint collagen area um and there's a, a multivitamin formula that i'm tweaking right now for uh uh, a brand that is coming out with some kind of like they have collagen products already, but they're okay. wanting to do something like a a skin multivitamin kind of like a multivitamin for like a, something daily for like skin health, healthy hair stuff like that. True. Um, that's a little different spin than the typical like hair, skin, nails formulas that we see. So it's there's a couple of things that nula has got that are kind of cool that I want to kind of uh, well, mess around with and see.
0: That's the other thing too about um, about Gerhard being there. I said, can you can you please? Find me the answer of how New live has so many different variations of ginseng and astragalus. Yeah. And how you get this all to work? I was like, cause that is fascinating to me. I was like, not that Uh-oh. it's not that it's not possible. We know we pull all this different stuff from from these things, but everything that they do is like astragalus and. Panax ginseng, and it seems to elicit yes. all these different benefits.
1: And- uh-huh. I wonder if it's just like they just have bulk powder or both, and they've just found like all these different studies. I, I don't think they really do this, but how funny would it be if they were just saying, we just ground up some like astragalus back here, we ground up some noto ginseng over here, and we just throw them together. And we, There's so many bioactives you can just do whatever you want to with it. It's fine.
0: Well, I think that that's like, because they're kind of tied together too at the same time. So, like, um, if you take something senactive is what it's called now used to be actogen where it's like estrogen where if it if it fights inflammation and things like that in the intestines that will help absorption It also help you know glucose uptake all this other stuff kind of going on there so it's like you could technically probably use exactly the same thing and but now you have multiple benefits and now you can sell two ingredients to someone rather than one it's
1: brilliant it is Sridhar, so many hearts. Where are the hearts yeah. from you, Sridhar? That's what I want to know. Where's Where's the hearts from you? Got cardio after work. I feel inspired now. That's Anybody else listening? Up. Yeah. Feel free to post up any comments, questions you guys got. It's not solely relegated to bourbon and pre-workouts. It can be whatever. So
0: when it comes, so side note, when Jacob was just on here, yep, that is the nutrition store. It is. Yes. The, the so Robert. Store. When you when you come up for the Christmas party, I, we mm-hmm. were basically speaking this into existence. So when you come up for the Christmas party in December, okay. we'll have I don't know if it'll be before that or that day, but we'll have our bourbon available.
1: Jacob and I. There bourbon. we go. So does he, does he have a pretty decent collection of bourbon going on?
0: I, I tell you what, he hit the ground running. He yeah. hit the ground running pretty good. But, you know, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Jacob. Uh, I would say not a collector because when we buy it, it's just it's gone. It gets gone. It's gone. <sighs> it's gone.
1: <laughs> that's the way it should be, man. Barbell Bourbon Company. Well, mm-hmm. I like that. That's that's yeah. very like because they have Barrel Bourbon, and that Bourbon just seems overpriced for like it's. Like, I think their lowest offering is like seventy nine dollars or sixty nine dollars or something like that. That's a newer uh thing that's kind of gotten some traction in like the, the whiskey YouTube community or something. It's just I have I've seen the bottles of it at the store. It just seems like it's uh I don't know. It's outside of something I'm willing to try without knowing a whole I want I want to go find it at like a bar and I'll pay, you know, five or ten dollars or whatever for a pour and I'll try it there and I'll think maybe about getting it then but I don't think I'm just gonna walk in blindly and just get it.
0: Mm. Yeah mm-hmm. we're I, I'm definitely I think we should, we're going to charge an exorbitant amount of money for it. And we're going to make some pretty insane claims based on nothing. So we've learned, we've learned what, yeah,
1: we've learned uh, what makes money. So, yeah. Nico Metricardi, is that, does he run a store or a supplement brand or is that, is that his actual last name? Cause I'm wondering if it's like Metricartel or something like Nutricartel kind of thing or something like that. or.
0: Mm, I don't think he's in the private Facebook group. Okay.
1: But I don't think so. But yeah, funny yes. story. Nico almost jumped in on the podcast with us at the thing because Justin posted up. I sent Justin two links. One is like the the Streamyard link to get into the podcast, mm-hmm. and the other one's like the YouTube link. And so Justin bought that. So if we, I'm wondering, we've only had one person jump in thus far, but it might we might start having like other random people just kind of jump into the. I episode. took it down. I deleted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I
0: posted. I posted the wrong one.
1: <laughs> it's all good. I will try all the nootropics. I'm not really a cool person enough for Ninja to care for my existence. <laughs> Just a tire. Hey, we all start somewhere, Brooke. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah, I, I, my start was on the Bodybuilding.com forums, You know, uh, writing reviews for free products that I got from uh, companies in the promo section. Oh yeah, somewhere. I mean,
0: I uh, yeah, I <laughs> I got God. Uh, Crickets from tons of brands. I I didn't like ever like ask people for like to try the products and do reviews or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. but I would reach out to them to learn more, and they would just yeah. and they would just blow me off. So <laughs> I couldn't even get a job at GNC. So,
1: in retrospect, that's it's probably better the way things worked out.
0: Oh yeah, yeah for sure. It's just kind of funny.
1: Just a very Italian name. Okay. Respect that. Yeah. And thanks for the five seconds. You're absolutely welcome, Nico. Thank you for tuning in. We Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Uh, So do we want to, is this, was this a a not subtle hint, not so subtle hint from Jacob or is this something serious or is this anything we can go down or should we just move on to a different subject?
0: No, it's fine. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. That's there's, um, we have some other grander plans with the Uh whole entire thing, but first, first things first, because, Here's something that you'll understand too. Like, anytime um, you sort of are in this entrepreneurial space where you have a lot of time to think about ideas, like Mm -hmm. stuff just constantly, but then you don't follow through because you're on to something else. So, Jacob and I have been talking about this for a while, and there's all this other stuff going on. And I'm just like, I was like, dude, I was like, we're doing like this is just. We just have to like do this like this has to be a thing so we're really yeah. like, we're going to make sure this happens um and like i said the um they have the tns beer the mm-hmm. the awesome beer so yeah he's already dipped his toe in the in that realm so we're gonna, yeah we're going to push a little bit harder because i think Very they just cool. kind of yeah kind of go hand in hand
1: yeah i think you when you and i were this is probably January or February you and I were texting back and forth and you mentioned something about doing something as far as whiskey or a bourbon release or something like that Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure if this was related to that or if this was something so I didn't want to you know say say something out of turn Um, that was my next question we all is it being sourced because a lot of the for the the other guys that don't know better listening most startup bourbon companies they might not it takes, you have to age bourbon for a very long time, right? At least two right. years to, like Texas, because the climates are so, you know, hot and then really cold and then real hot. Most people only age their stuff two to three to four years. Whereas in something that's got a little bit more moderate climate, like Kentucky or Indiana, where most of the bourbon in the country is distilled. So MGP is the major producer in Indiana. Um, and then all you've got all the other ones. You've got Buffalo Trace. You've got uh, the Beam Distillery. You've got... Uh, Barton, which does 1792, you've got all of those distilleries in Kentucky, and a lot of these startup ones will actually source their bourbon from there right. um, until, they, until their own stock can age. So that's why you see a lot of local distilleries, especially these craft distilleries, also selling things like gin, vodka, because those things, you can distill it and turn it around immediately, whereas bourbon and whiskey has to age for a while. So mm-hmm. um, that was my next question. Are y'all, uh, are y'all are y'all, building your own distillery? Or are y'all uh, sourcing it from MGP, getting some something locally distilled or something like that? Well,
0: see, and that's one thing just I think Jacob and I are similar in that effect where this is where a lot of people need to get started because then that we can get started sooner and let yeah. people that they've already done the process, let them, you know, kind of do that. And then we'll, we'll obviously put our own spin on it, but then grand scheme of things, I don't ever, I want to have, I'm a control freak. He's a control freak. It's like you're going to want to have your own thing. Yeah. And I, I just,
1: I know this is going to be a
0: lot of fun. So yeah, distillery yep. two miles from headquarters that's what i'm talking about mm-hmm. so we can turn this around pretty quickly and awesome. uh yeah we're gonna do that and that'll yeah it's it, it's just it's gonna be a thing it's not like we're you know i'm
1: not gonna just talk about it it's gonna be a thing yeah. it'll be available so have you been to the uh distillery to which he's referring before and just like tried their offerings mm-hmm. there have you have you not yet. no
0: so which is good too because then now when we do that now it's a business expense when we go and check that out so (laughs) it's not it's not a pleasure trip anymore so it's all about that's really what it is like starting llc's and stuff like that it's really about how do i make the things i spend the most money on a write-off because so it's like okay we'll just go it's like trying supplements and stuff like that I'm like oh or start a company around r d on supplements so now Mm -hmm. we're just now, as I'm spending more and more money on bourbon, I'm like, shit, we need to get an R and D thing going. <laughs> Cause now if I buy, if, if we have our own bourbon business and I go buy a bottle of wins gold for 600 bucks, that's R and D man. It's a business or it's business, right? Yeah, it's not for pleasure. That's to, you know, check up on the competition. So
1: gotta love America, man. You gotta do that. Absolutely. Your goal as a citizen is to figure out how to pay the least amount of taxes possible.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But that's what you gotta do. Um, I'm curious to see it, Jacob, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to say on here where y'all are, who y'all are working with if you don't want to, but maybe offline you can tell Justin or you can shoot me a, a message or something and I'm going to see if they have any of their selling there, any of their local stuff here, that that South Carolina brewery because any kind of, if there's a way to support the small like craft distillers, like I like supporting the, the big guys because they make some really great shit, but if there's a, a craft place that I can support mm-hmm. too, you know, feel free to shoot it over and I'll uh, I'll do it mm-hmm. just to see yeah. what they have
0: like this afternoon because i'm not gonna lie i kind of need to
1: that's wednesday most distilleries usually are like wednesday through saturday or sunday or at least here in texas i don't know what south carolina's like
0: hmm. yeah because we uh last night on the formula podcast i think you would you would enjoy one of the the segments that so we were talking to chris about um when companies will blind, I said one thing I like about Chris is he won't tell me what he's sending me sometimes. He'll be like, hey, it's a, but he wants like real feedback. And we were talking about the difficulty of getting like honest feedback from whether it's me or whether it's like other people that you're trying to send out products (laughs) to. And then uh, I started to go down this little thing where I know for a fact um, in this industry, there's other places that you go to for information about new products, and they they do little videos talking about how and they and they they like to be leaders of thoughts in this sort of space. And I know, I know, I know specific examples of companies fucking with them and sending. I'll I'll, I'll give I'll give one example. I won't name names, but you'll be able to figure it out as I first it. A, a company was working on a greens, a greens product, right? And they were like, I want to send it out and get feedback on it. They actually purchased another company's greens product, said it was theirs, sent it out, and then waited to get feedback on it. And then were told that the one that they had sent is good, but it's not as good as X companies. And they're like, that's funny because we actually sent you. Like, they didn't tell them that, but I know that's true. So that's another thing like in this space where um, there's a lot of BS. And I know some companies that that have played some played some tricks, played some games with some of these people that pretend that they're honest about stuff. And uh, they've definitely done some things like that where um, or sent them samples of things that weren't like, this is rice flour and shit like that. And <laughs> I have a feeling I know I kinda, for went, this, but. I kinda I kinda went down that rabbit hole a little bit last night. We had we had a little bit of bourbon and we started talking about it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna tell this story. And that's just what I do. I think I've got
1: it. I think I've got an idea of, of what uh manufacturer, formulator, supplement, brand, uh, individual, wily individual would would do those kind of shenanigans just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Just because
0: they're like, you know, this kind of sucks because then we know we can't get honest feedback from you about our stuff.
1: Right. You know what I mean? so. Well, that's the good thing, too, about having Sandy because you, you and I, we, we have, you know, relationships. Oh, yeah. So, like, if, if Inspired sends us something or, or any other brand, you know, Ghost, exactly. Robbie out of Pollen, mm-hmm. any of these guys, Morphogen, Ben, we, we know these guys. So, we go into it with a positive mindset saying, okay, I'm looking forward to this. this is going to be So, you're already biased, even if you want to yeah. be as unbiased as possible. You know these individuals, whether on a personal and or professional level to some extent. And so you want to see them do well. Um, and so yeah. it can taint your your experience, which is good because that's one of the things like doing the flavor reviews or pre-workout reviews or whatever with Sandy's. like I'll just give her stuff. She doesn't know who it is. And even if she does, it doesn't matter because I've given her something before and she says, that sucks, Robert. And that'll be when we're on a live. And I know the brand owner is watching it. They'll get back to it eventually. And I'm always thinking – she like that's the good thing about she has no filter. She really doesn't care what if, mm-hmm. if it's good, it, it'll be good. If it's not, then fuck it. It doesn't really yep. matter. That just do better. So no,
0: it's a it's a great idea because you're 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 right. And I just had this conversation. So we there was um, a post. I was talking to somebody else about the ghost, the Oreo protein. There's. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously when it comes to protein like some people love it some people don't and i remember i actually told this to someone i said the first time i tried the ghost oreo protein i was like wow this is amazing but what i thought in the moment now dan's a friend of mine i know how hard he worked they've been they've been trying so you're already like rooting for the product to do well and that's when you're already like it's impossible to be totally unbiased so yeah also they send me the protein right and the packaging and the uh, marketing that they had behind it, the experience of the whole product it was so cool that it was almost like impossible for the protein not to taste amazing the first time I yeah. tried it. So I went back and tried it again later on, you know, like a week later and it was mm-hmm. still, I still loved it. So I was like, okay, like, you know, but it's yeah. really, it's, it's hard. And that's why I was talking to Chris about it. I said, that's one thing that I like about him, but honestly, like it, it would be hard for me to like, not like something that Chris sends, but at the same time, like he has sent me some stuff, and I, and I told him that I didn't like it, and you know, you feel kind of bad, but at the same time, they need to hear that. So, right, I, I totally understand. And having someone like her add her opinion to it is perfect because then you have sort of both sides of the coin. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a good idea.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's that that, that brings up another good point. It's like, so the the brand owners. They want – like they, a lot of people will pay you the lip service and say, hey, we want your feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. And then the second you give them something negative, you, you start to not hear from them again. Now, this isn't – I've never had that experience with Chris, Dan, Robbie, any, anybody, like, anybody that you typically hear or speak about on this podcast. That's never happened. I'm saying in mm-hmm. my previous years, there have been something where – Oh, yeah. Like a particular pre-workout or a flavor or something, and then they get all bent out of shape or something. Or you just say, "Well, the formula is okay, but so and so," and then people get their panties in a twist,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't hear from them again. So if if some if you start to see certain entities only give glowing reviews about certain things, then you know that's that's another thing. Like Justin was saying earlier, be be careful where you're getting your information from.
0: Yeah, and to basically just get it from us, or don't get it at all so yeah. the uh one of the the things and this is exactly kind of ties into what you're saying so um yeah you you know you know better than anybody mm-hmm. so um in that ghost protein the oreo one yeah. uh, robbie commented also you know robbie's a big fan of dan and he's a big fan of he, he he said that what he did was he gave it to his daughter
1: I think too yeah yeah he gave she, it to jess and or a couple of her friends i think
0: yeah and she didn't like it and he was like that's kind of along the same process as um you with sandy it's like yeah. if it's oreos like now granted we know it's not going to taste exactly like that but it's like yeah, right. um getting different perspectives from it so anyway long story short the point i was getting at was when you see people like chris or dan or some of these other people and dan came in there and he's like hey i thank you for the feedback. Like, I appreciate it. You know, we're always working, you know, we realize we can't please everyone, but at the same time, we always want to tweak things to make them as good as possible. And I think that that's, that's the right attitude. So when I see people have that attitude about it, like um, being willing to really understand there's mistakes and we'll fix it, you know, we don't expect things to be perfect, you know, all the time. I think that that's that's important to me too The companies will because there's definitely some of them man where it's like i've told people and they get all bent out of shape about it and you know and i'm like well <laughs> what do you want from me kind of yeah, thing,
1: so. absolutely brooke I'm so on the edge for the snoop group one of these days i'm going to bite the bullet i promise i'll tell you what
0: if, if you if you join the group and you're in there for a month and for some reason you don't think it's worth the money or whatever, I'll
1: just refund you the money. Along with a bottle of Blanton's gold.
0: <laughs> I, I I can basically guarantee that you'll, I don't know whether, you know, a lot of people have been in it for literally for years, you know, they, every month for years. I don't know whether that'll be you or not just from because we don't really know each other, but same time, the value you'll find from it from a month will far exceed Sort of it,
1: so. You might have one issue with Brooke. You're a Miami fan. Mm-hmm. She's a Florida grad.
0: Yeah. All right, never mind. Forget about that rebuck <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's
1: all right. Nico, do it, Brooke. Uh she's on the hunt for Nova Pump Neuro. Such a good formula. Such a good product.
0: And there, I but tell you what, uh, Nova Farm's flavors. Uh unbelievable their EAA flavors are some of the most ridiculous flavors I've ever had
1: yeah and they're not pixie dust and doses of like methionine no. in there too they're not putting 25 milligrams like a lot of other companies well they've got a few yeah. solid 100 milligrams in there
0: yeah they they are they're beasts so you know what I haven't talked to them in a while you know what's been happening to a lot lately is there's people that have followed my stories for literally like years every day and now they don't see my stuff anymore Instagram is just a big mess when it comes hmm. to algorithms and things, yeah, i Anova I, Farm always would follow all my stuff. And now I think about it, I've not talked to them for a while, so maybe I have to reach out to them because
1: they're good dudes over there. I like I like what they yeah. do. Chris is awesome, and I know. Uh, I think Brandon DeCruz is still over there. from mm-hmm. uh, Used to be at Nutribon, I think he's still over there as their sales manager, their national head of sales. I don't mm-hmm. remember his exact time Yeah, um, and you know what's funny is
0: uh, so funny story about that um brandon i remember i was at an event with him it was nutribios event a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. uh, we were hanging out and he had his supplements that he was taking and he had a bunch of stuff from nova farm and i was like i kind of made a joke about it i was like and he's like honestly he's like um He's like, that's one of the cool things about Mark. He said, Mark Laser. he goes, he's like, he realizes there's a lot of good supplements out there. And Anova there, Farm makes some things that um, Nutribio wasn't into, like some of the peptides and um, what was that like Genesis or whatever that
1: Genesis product
0: is. Yeah, so
1: Limitless, some- it's got some other mm-hmm. exotics in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Brandon was always using their products. And then, you know, when he left Nutribio and then now he's at a Nova farm and I'm like, yeah. cause you see some people, they sort of bounce around companies and it's just like, I get it that people need a job. You know, at the right. same time. But I know that he was always a big believer in what a Nova farm is doing anyway. So it was kind of like a,
1: maybe even a better fit for
2: him. I don't know, but I haven't talked yeah. to
1: him in a while. Well, I know he used to, I believe that he used to run a chain of nutrition stores. Uh, mm-hmm. like supplement stores and I think anova farm was one of like the biggest sellers in those stores so I mean that's he yes. had, he's had known probably Chris at anova farm for years and so that relationship mm-hmm. is kind of when he, he left neutral buyer to go there it just it made sense
0: yeah they um I'm not like I said it's been a while since I've talked to them and I know I've moved probably like 10 times since the last time I talked to them so I'll have to reach out and see what they're doing
1: because yeah big I'm a huge fan one of these days, I'm going to change my username. That was made when I was a wee lass. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the Kazamon is. It's like well, Pokemon, so but with Kaza.
0: One thing too is like really the private Facebook group. We kind of joke about this. It's more of a of a dog group. Like we just really like there's a big like pet thread, and everybody just posts their pictures of their dogs and cats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pet it's a pet lovers group masqueraded by supplements and health and fitness and stuff like that but really all like when you join it people the first thing people ask you is like where's a picture of your dog so the picture of your dog in your your photo there is what made me think of that.
1: what if somebody doesn't like dogs would you ban them from the group probably they like cats but they didn't like dogs would you, would you ban them from the group
0: well i would say that we would we would work with them first to fix that false thinking like like asking me like what's the best you know pre-workout like I think that there's a step that we can we can rewire them yeah but if if not i i, th- I think you'd have to go i think they would have to go that works because now i now i just have cats so i i understand mm-hmm. you know, but you can't you can't like one or the other it's like it's got to be it's got
1: to be both agreed uf coming to bite me once again yeah that's what you get for being at a rival scc school yeah. or uh yeah F- rival florida school in justin's case well, speaking of
0: Florida, did you see this Astroflame? I, I, I saw that right before we started the thing? podcast.
1: I like that. Yeah. So last week, you had the um, what was the one you were wearing? It was the the the, the uh, scooper that had the little swoosh with it. Yeah. <laughs> the creatine, yeah.
0: Oh, so funny story about that. So th- that's Jacob and I. We, we collaborated on that creatine, mm-hmm. just take it with the Nike yeah. swoosh play on. Yes. So, so I wore it to the event. And I'm telling you, like, I got – halfway into the parking lot and mark glazer was like where did you get that shirt it's an awesome (laughs) shirt and he said that um he's like actually what it should say because on the back it says just take it he's like he's like you should add now like if you can find it (laughs) and i told him i said i said i said i don't know i said some of this might be our fault i was like because um We've just been telling everybody every day to take creatine, and Tim over at um, Natural Body Ink, same thing. And yeah. next thing you know, now we're we're out of creatine, and the price is going up. So yeah,
1: I just Hi. got an email from uh, NutriCost, actually. The, the those those guys right there. And no, I'm not sponsored by them. Although as much stuff as I buy from them, they probably should. Uh, be the sponsor of this show or something, mm-hmm. um, but I got an email uh, that their creatine was back in stock, so I went and bought some because I was getting low in my own personal reservoir mm-hmm. of uh, creatine. So yeah, I loaded up on that and did that. So, so here's a here's
0: a story that you'll appreciate.
1: Speaking of creatine,
0: so before we left uh, to fly back home, uh, Arms Race, uh, the guys at Arms Race stopped over and mm-hmm. gave me a package, all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff. Right Yeah. And um, one of it was a new flavor of their creatine product, that bigger creatine product. It's like got some other saturation ingredients, really cool uh, yeah. formula. So my bag was too heavy. So we had to put a couple of tubs into our carry on or just mm-hmm. have like, like a backpack. Well, so we're going through and they're like, yeah, they pulled us aside. They're like, these things set off our alarm, right? And it was, it was arms race. (laughs) So you'll, you'll enjoy this. It was arms races, creatine product. So I'm standing there and the guy comes back over and he's like, look, man, he's like, I'm, I'm really sorry. He's like, you have a couple options here. He's like, you can take this back and go check it. Or we have to get rid of it. And we, we didn't have time to check it because our flight was boarding. Like soon it ended up getting delayed like two hours. So actually we had plenty of time, but so
2: yeah, forget about that. But
0: so. What he said was, <laughs> I'm there with my girlfriend and she, and uh, he says, um, he's like, I'm really sorry, but the person we have that analyzes this stuff is not here. It doesn't work on the weekend sometimes. He's like, so, so the expert we have is is not here at the moment, and, and Chris and my girlfriend, she's like, um, she's like, he is the expert. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And he just kind of like looked at me. And I was like, it's, I was kind of like, <laughs> She's like he is the expert and I'm like, he oh, knows God. this shit listen <laughs> sir it's like yeah we don't have an expert here to analyze this stuff and she's like he is the expert <laughs> but anyway i lost my f in creatine so that sucks
1: that sucks brooke that's my dog and younger sibling funniest moment of my life when the dog tried to dispose of her by pulling the street <laughs> yeah the dog looks like he wants to take her for a walk for sure <laughs> I'm horrifically allergic to cats turn into quasimodo doesn't stop me from trying to pet them though well that's good it's a thought that counts
0: I, I i get that
1: yeah jojo thoughts on supplements like pre-workouts and eaa's pump supplements day of competition for bodybuilding
0: i think that um i'm not a competition expert but i know that they basically recommend to stop using a lot of supplements uh, especially anything because there's a very like fine line between like these things that like draw water in and and stuff like that. And you want to be like pumped up for your competition, but you don't want to be like bloated and depending on your diet and stuff like that. So I've seen where most like coaches like recommend, like basically no supplements, uh, especially the day of,
1: yeah, first off, if, if you're working with a coach prepping for a bodybuilding competition, Jojo, uh, I would defer to them first, mm-hmm. unless they say something wackadoodle like don't drink any water or don't drink any salt at all. Like if they're completely depriving you of salt and water for like a week on the competition, find yourself a different coach really fast. Yeah. Um, short of that, um, sometimes when you get down to those super level, like low body levels of fat, um, and you're, you're talking with like a lot of coaches will remove even artificial sweeteners leading up to that oh, yeah. just because you don't want to bombard your system. You want to try and get as much crap out of your system as possible. So you look as lean mm-hmm. as possible. Even, you know, we always say these artificial sweeteners are, are safe within moderation, but when you're getting down to those extreme levels of body fat and stuff, the, mm-hmm. the smallest thing, like, you know, 10 extra grams of rice in your bowl can make the difference between, you know, you looking really full, you're looking a little washed out, those kind of things. So... <laughs> If you've been using the supplements up until this point, um, you know I would say it's okay, but it's not something that if you've never been using these supplements, don't start using them a week or two before the competition, that, that's too yeah. that's too late by that point. So if you've been doing them and you've been tracking them in your macros and you've been tracking them as part of your cut, and you've still got the same amount of pre and post and EAAs and all that stuff, and it's been the same throughout your uh, bodybuilding prep thus far, I don't see any reason to not keep them in. But if it's something you've never used before during your prep week or something, then I wouldn't, I, by all means, don't use them at all. That
0: Yeah. i have talked to enough people, too, where everything is, everything becomes, we, we talk about it, like, so much is subjective anyway. Yeah. But then when you're getting down to those, exactly what you said, those fine, that last minute sort of thing becomes even more subjective. That's why it's like it's a coach thing um, yeah. because there's people that I've seen lots of different like opinions on artificial sweeteners, but also like caffeine and stuff like that and yeah. what that can do. And um, it really does kind of come down to where you're at your relationship with your coach, where he, he or she feels that you are and sort of go from there, but probably, especially something like a pre-workout, I, I think like a lot of coaches I see too, they don't want you taking in like a lot of stims anything that's going to like throw off cortisol levels, because if you do that, that close to a competition, you can really fuck
1: yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why it's, and I guess also how close are you to your prep and wh- where are you at with your with yeah. your stage of that? What's your nutrition? I know you and I have talked offline a couple of times about some supplement protocols as far as that, but um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we have more clarification, I guess I can talk to you more offline about it or something. Kind of um, like what you
0: were saying too, though, um, depending on what you did, the entire process. Like, did you were you using all this stuff, you know, the whole entire time, and you got yourself into a great position? You know, maybe, you know, maybe you're fine
1: Yeah, and I mean, if if you find like a really, I don't want to say clean EAA formula, but I mean something that isn't loaded with a bunch of other fillers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's just amino acids. So provided they're not dumping in a bunch of other crap into it, are you just getting some like low BO, bogo EAA flavor or something from like the discount bin at GNC or something?
0: I guess also my question would be like why why use it the day of a competition anyway? You know what I mean. Like what is the? You're not going to yeah. use a
1: pre-workout. You're not. You know. Do you need a yeah. pre-workout
0: day of competition?
1: I mean, I could I could see maybe wanting to do like a pump supplement or something like mm-hmm. that, um, just because you want the muscles to look a bit more fuller, rounder, shapely. Um, you just got to be careful because usually with a lot of those things, you got to ingest a good amount of fluid. And if you ingest a huge chunk of fluid right before you step on stage, you might have like distension in your stomach and all of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. you got to give time for it to get transported. So you don't want to drink your pump supplement like 15 minutes before you go step on stage because that stuff's still rattling around in your stomach and your intestines and all that while you're on stage trying to flex and pose for all that. It just it yeah. doesn't make any sense in that instance. You mm-hmm. take it you know, an hour or two before, if that. But that's provided you only do that. But even in that case, I think – even then, I would probably opt for maybe something like a capsule, like a nitrate-based thing, like Plasm Surge Caps from uh, Glaxon or something. That way it's not messing with your fluid levels at all. It's, it's really just nitrates, which are going to give you that vascularity, that increased blood flow and everything that might help. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think you'd want—I uh, wouldn't be loading up on a lot of glycerol right before I stepped on stage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, JoJo, we can definitely do that. No problem. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, guys, last call for any uh, comments, questions, or other uh, smart ass remarks you guys have for us before uh, Justin mm-hmm. and I call it quits on uh, episode number four of the uh, the Bourbon Bros podcast, man. This is uh, mm-hmm. four episodes. We last longer than some supplement companies. We made it all. <laughs>
0: That's
1: true. Uh, yeah, I can name a few. Yeah. This is uh, all right. So, in closing, a while, I'll give a few people a. Uh, a second to get any questions I have to I'll show you the other two bottles I got which is this pure yeah. Kentucky mm-hmm. pure Kentucky so it is a 107 proof bourbon says so distilled aged and bottled in Kentucky by Willet. so it's Willet distillery so if you sure. have you ever seen the Willet, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like the little pot still handles yeah okay, those are awesome and, yeah those are good um, other ones that Willet makes are Rowan's Creek or Rowan's Creek rowan's creek i think or rowan i'm not sure how, how they pronounce it there i know i've and seen that bottle, bottle. i've seen it. i've never tried it but yeah. I,
0: maybe i have but
1: I've, i know i've seen that bottle yeah and noah's mill which up until i had the 1792 full proof that was the highest proof bourbon i had which was a uh it was 115.75 or 114.75 um that one's good it, it's like thick and caramelly But it's got like a a definitive spice on it, and it's a it's another single barrel kind of thing, kind of like Blanton's is, but the the taste profile is completely different from what Blanton's is.
0: So um, when we were drinking all that bourbon last Friday night, Mm -hmm. um, ran through it. Well, so Nate he brought out a it was two bottles of a local place. One was 122 proof, and the other was
2: 123 proof,
0: and. So honestly, man, like we, we had drank, you know, we had drank a lot of bourbon. I took one sip of that and I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> Didn't like nope. it at all. Like it was, I would like, if I would have taken another sip, I'd probably thrown up. It was good. Like it tasted good, but it was just, yeah. You know, when you're drinking like in a certain area for, mm-hmm. and
1: then you like bump it up, especially like the I'm like, no, that no, can't do this. Like, That's yeah. it. That's how I feel with something like the Balconus is a major distillery here in Texas. It's up in Waco, which is about two, two and a half hours north of Austin. It's before you get to Dallas. There is some stuff there that I just, I don't like it. I've tried their pot still bourbon, which is okay. It's got more of like those oaky kind of notes, it's like oaky and smoky. Uh, I wasn't nuts about it. I have their lineage here, which I tried at one time. I wasn't a fan. Um, some of their single malt stuff is supposed to be pretty good. Although I, I don't know if I'm, I'm really down to spend the money on it for it. Cause they do like a pure corn whiskey mm-hmm. and a few other, like just single grain things. Um, so yeah, well, we'll see about that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to go to the store because Jacob and I killed the rest of, I had a big bottle of larceny that I usually keep on hand. Mm-hmm. So now there's a big, there's a big empty space. On my shelf on my
1: desk so i'm gonna have to go fill that up with something good luck finding the handles man the handles are harder to come by right now for uh at least for larceny and knob creek i can't find them i can still find them for the old forest or 100 which is another good like daily sip or budget bourbon kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but the handles of larceny i haven't been able to find as much as easily or um Mm -hmm. knob creek and then in closing this is the other last one that uh the guy at Specs. Uh, said was a good pick for me, so this is MB Roland, and this is another weeder, so it's in the family of like the Larcenies, Weller stuff, like that. It mm-hmm. is 74% white corn, 6% malted barley, and 20% red winter wheat. It's 111.6 proof, uh, batch number 15, new number four char on the bottle. So, I mean, they tell you a lot of companies won't tell you all of the stuff on the bottle, but they tell you the lot number comes from bottle out of all of that. It's proof ABV. Um, Transparency. Man. I know. I really like this. It's unfiltered.
0: I, would re- I really just what you're just saying right there. Um,
1: I, I would be really curious to try that one. Yeah. And they've got a couple of different offerings. So they have a straight, uh, just a regular corn whiskey. They have a bourbon whiskey. They, I think they have a double oak version as well. Um, But yeah, this is a weeder, so it's Maker's, Larceny, anything like that. Weller, if you like any of those kind of weeded bourbons, I'm very curious to try this one out. Uh, Yeah. Mashed, distilled, and bottled by MB Roland Distillery aged at least two years. So that means the youngest bourbon in this bottle is two years. It could be upwards of like four, six, or eight years. Um, So case in point, like the uh, Wild Turkey 101. It's usually a mix of like six to nine-year-old bourbons. They don't tell you what it is, but it's always known that. Knob Creek, it always says nine-year minimum, like aged at least nine years, mm-hmm. but it's been known to have like 11 and 12-year-old bourbon that they put in there too. So it's uh, that's something else to look at. But when you get to the hotter climates like Texas, two to four years is about as old as you're going to find. You might find some six-year stuff just because the temperature is so gnarly yeah. down here. It ages faster. The heat cycles mm. it in and out of the the oak barrels much more quickly. Um, and can make it, nat- you, you would not want a 12-year-old mm-hmm. whiskey from here. Uh, mm-hmm. Brooke, thanks for the stream. You guys are the bomb diggity. I have not heard that expression in a long time.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, also, um, Brooke, if you do join the group, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes the email, Like, I, I don't know if you're following me on Instagram or anything like that, you can just contact
1: me personally and
0: I'll hook you up with the, with the group link
1: word awesome my man this was a another blast as always thank Mm -hmm. you to the uh listeners for tuning in if you guys like what we're doing here make sure to like comment subscribe share the video with family friends and loved ones you listen to this on apple itunes stitcher podbean or any other podcast bruising platform consider giving a five-star review that helps us climb up in the almighty algorithm that dictates anything and everything to which we are exposed these days uh make sure to follow justin at supplement snoop on instagram uh check out the insider facebook group for supplement snoop group and if you're catching this on replay you got any questions or topics for a future uh bourbon bros podcast uh shoot me an email to supplement engineer gmail.com hit justin up with a dm or leave it in the comments below um and beautiful of course she follows you justin okay <laughs> here we go uh hey. any other closing remarks my
0: man no man, that was a lot of fun as always. I it's always um, very humbling. I think that people take so much time, like out of their day, to follow along, just to listen to us, kind of hang out and talk. But also, I think um, so. I, actually, I will. I'll give an example. So, Brooke, uh, you might be interested in this. I don't know if you saw me sort of talk about this on my um, Instagram stories uh, yesterday. So, the other night, um, a kid. He's a new member of the private Facebook group, and this is why we do what we do exactly and this is why robert does what he does is why we take the time out because of moments like this he sent me a video he's like you know i just wanted to kind of thank you he's like and i he's like um he's like i just want to send this to you privately he's like he sort of was telling his story his weight loss journey he had some things going on with like taking care of his father who he ultimately lost he's a young kid he's got a couple brothers that are like bodybuilders and then he was like really overweight so there's all this stuff like in this story he's a very young kid and he took time out to basically just like send me this video of, of it and um thanking me thanking people like you and tim uh for helping him sort of through his journey man it was like super emotional like i was fucking crying it was like he was crying like saying like um so i i was like you know i don't want to like force you into this i said but um Telling your story and talking to people, I was like, you can you can help a lot of people. Like your words, I said, are no are going to impact a lot of people. So he posted it in the private Facebook group, and you know, people were just like, it, it just was really cool. And that's why we do the things we do, and that's why I think Robert, you're an example too of we understand the responsibility that we have in this space, and a lot of people don't. And that's why I get pissed off and I say certain things that I do because right. I think when people don't take. People don't take this seriously enough when they're when they're so selfish that they're just trying to do things for themselves. And you're not thinking about people like that out there. That's why I respond to every DM that's ever sent to me. It's why I try to give people because of moments like that, because there are people out there um, and it's moments like that, that just sort of puts everything into perspective. And it's just um, just the coolest thing like in the world. So I just appreciate everyone that um, continues to reach out and follow and support and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, and yeah, just just as an end cap, I guess. Uh, to your point, like when you see those kind of stories, you get that kind of feedback. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. There's no other way to describe it. It's just awesome because there are so many charlatans and fear mongering fuckbags out in the supplement industry. I can't tell you. I still get comments saying, "I've heard I shouldn't take mushrooms or ashwagandha because it's going to tank my libido or shrink my balls and all this." I'm just thinking these are the individuals mm-hmm. that i want to just take behind the shed and whip them with like a switch because they're just fucking idiots and like mm-hmm. you're making fitness living healthy just being awesome that much more complicated and given this many more people complexes it's not life is not that hard supplements are there to enhance you shouldn't be stressing about this stuff
0: yeah it's not and, it's something and, that's
1: enjoyable and, and and
0: unfortunately i think a lot of people that do those things have you have bigger followings <clears throat> because the it's not necessarily about getting accurate information. It's about touching on the buzzwords and points that people want to, it's about the Dr. Oz approach. Yeah. Their insecurities
1: or preying on their insecurities or something like that.
0: Right. Exactly. Like I know if I were to make a video and say, this is the top three pre-workouts on the market or um, some sort of edgy like title, I know that I would get more views. I would get more followers and stuff like that. But it's like, that's just not so Unfortunately, so a lot of times in this space, the people with the most reach are um, just people touching on a lot of marketing topics because that's what people search for. Yeah. And so we're sort of trying to attack it from a different angle, which is it's harder work,
1: but it's much more rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah. I can go to bed at night knowing that I've uh, done a good day's work to try to help people and not you know, yes, scam somebody out of some money.
0: So I appreciate
1: you, brother, as always. Same here, my friend. We will uh, be in touch and I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. Sounds good.